Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crookie. And I'm Halls Burkhart. And this week, listeners take the wheel, baby. Take us down to memory lane. It's, it's been a little while since we've done a feedback slash listener guided episode. So here we go. Plus, we got a giveaway to do. Awesome. Why don't we take care of that first? Let's do it. So we said, hey, every 20 reviews we get on iTunes, we're going to give away a $20 gift card to your digital store of, of choice. Uh, so we did one at 20 Our buddy Neil won that one It's time to give another one away Do me a favor Will, uh, Steve yes. Pick up your phone and look up a random number generator And I will pull up our reviews Okay Give me a number between 1 and 40 And I will see okay. who the big winner is. Who? Uh, what's the number? 26. He showed it to me for verification. The number is, in fact, 26. Let's look this up. 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, <laughs> 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, Five. Nader Goat. Oh. Nader Goat. We know who that is. We do. That's Nathan. That's Nathan. Nathan, buddy, you just won yourself a gift card. Do you have his contact information? You know how to yeah, get a hold of that dude? Mm-hmm. Okay. So get up with him and ask him. Tell him we, he won. Ask him uh, what service he wants it for, be it Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, whatever. And uh, we'll get it to him. Yep. I'll, do, I'll take care of that. Congrats, Nathan. And thanks for... The review buddy. Now, hey, if you're listening and you're like, oh, man, it's easy enough. All you got to do is leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We need 19 more till we trigger our next giveaway. But thanks to all you guys, all 41 of you that have given us reviews so far. So, buddy, I hear you have a question Yes, and a Cindy question this week. We're, we're recording this. It's going to come out around the holidays. She wants to know if you were to give a game as a lump of like a lump of coal 
kind of present like, like for a, somebody who's been naughty oh a naughty game yeah uh, like yeah what would you give somebody who's been naughty like you want to give them a video game but what a bad one. a bad one mm-hmm. um anthem wouldn't be a bad choice <laughs> unfortunately anthem would not be a bad choice do you have one in mind um you know i've heard really good things about this game balan wonderworld Oh my god, from the Sonic creator? Yeah. That would be a, a really good lump of coal game. <laughs> really good lump of coal game. If it was a real asshole, like a real bigoty asshole, you know what game I'd give them? <laughs> and this is a good game, but for them it would be a lump of coal game. Yeah. Last of Us 2. Oh, good one. You know what I, I like mean? It. That's a great game. Because there is a certain type of asshole that that is really going to fuck with. It's funny because we're playing through that right now, she and I. How's she? In, how's it going? Going really well. Uh, she she really enjoys what the playthroughs. We do them in, in little chunks. You yeah, know, we don't do too much at a time. Yeah. Um, hmm. What's some other fucking lump of coal games? It's a good question. Hmm. <clears throat> Duke Nukem Forever. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a real doo doo. Daikatana. Daikatana. Ooh. <laughs> Talk about disappointment. Dip into the past for that one. Yeah. Um, man. <laughs> it's hard to think of the shitty games because we try to purge them from our memories I know. so fast, you know? I'm trying to think if there's any been a game, like there's ever been a game in recent memory. Uh, like, you know what I think is a real shitty game that I would give to somebody? That would be like in probably in like a two dollar bin at GameStop would be the Thief reboot that came back out in like 2013, 2014. Yeah. Ooh, that game is bad. That's a bad game. <laughs> it's a shame. I loved the OG. Yeah, me too. Back and in the day. you know, it was pretty early on in the new console lifespan, so I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is gonna be awesome." It was not. It's not awesome. Turok Dinosaur Hunter would be one because just trying to control that monstrosity is... nowadays. <laughs> yeah. That, now, that's a whole different beast. That is a whole different beast. <laughs> no offense, Chris Fresh. I know that's your favorite console and all. Oh, man. Oh, man. You said it. You brought up the N64. Well, is, is it his favorite? I know. No. no, it's the Mega Drive. I w- yeah, but- I would think his, his... I can't say for sure, but I would almost guarantee that his favorite system is going to be a Sega system. Right. And I would guess the Mega, Mega Drive. Mega Drive, yeah. <laughs> so, you want um, to... Before we jump to your other thing, let's go ahead and get a little feedback let's hear from somebody this comes from ben ben took the long way around to send us a message and he sent it to the blue harvest patreon oh nice but hey i'm gonna collate all this feedback (laughs) however i can we got an episode to make do you remember um a few episodes back when we were talking about half-life and i was like is half-life even relevant like would people actually be that excited mm-hmm. um you know we had that whole discussion well this is he had some feedback on that he said hey halls just listen to your latest high potion episode and the bit about half-life and valve reminded me that i had been wanting to request you guys to do a half-life 2 or half-life 2 focused episode we can do that sometime. Definitely. Orange box is easy enough to get our hands on. Yeah, if I can get a hold of that, we'll do it. Also, regarding your question about the cultural relevance of the Half-Life series for younger generations, I can personally say that I was born the year Half-Life came out. The first one? Yes. Okay. Shit. I'm 23 now. And the series has been my favorite since I was like nine. 
The release of the orange box was when I discovered those games, and Half-Life 2 and the episodes were some of the first real video games ever played. Can't speak for kids now, but I can definitely say that a lot of people my age would be hyped for Fat Half-Life 3. That's good to hear, man. I'm really happy to hear that because yeah. you want to talk about a game that really kind of changed everything. The Holy original Half-Life shit. did that. And 2. 2 was cr- incredible. They yeah. t- 2 took what they did in 1, which was adding an incredible narrative to a first-person shooter, which mm-hmm. people had struggled to do right at all, and they just knocked it out of the park. And then with 2, just took it to the next level. Have you seen these rumors about the new Half-Life game that's in development with the Steam Deck in Man, mind? Man, I'll believe it when I see it. But, I will too, you know. but you know, there were rumors of a VR Half-Life game quite a while before it came out. True. Half-Life so, Alex. At some point, I'd love to play that too. I hear it's good. Yeah. Uh, so the rumor is, is that it's like a mix of first-person shooter and uh, real-time strategy game, and that it's not being creative at created exclusively for the steam deck but it's being created with the steam deck Mm -hmm. in mind that's cool uh i think that's a cool approach yeah you know uh half-life alex was built with the valve index vr headset in mind but you can play it on pretty much any vr headset it doesn't have to be the index that seems to be the way they go like they even specifically said that they're not looking to make exclusive Steam Deck games. Games only for Steam Deck. They feel like that that's not a worthwhile endeavor. And I pretty much agree. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, also, if you've got access to Steam, I think you should play the original Half-Life 2. You know, not, not Half-Life 2, but the OG Half-Life. Now, Black Mesa is that's what, what, what you should say. look for. I just looked it up just to make sure that... You, yeah. Because as far as like it goes, it, I think it's been kind of finished not finished but like in close to finished like at this point yeah and that is like a valve uh endorsed mm-hmm. complete remake of complete the original yep. uh, half-life i've i it's been years since i've played the original half-life i can imagine it probably would be a little rough nowadays so yeah i would agree play black mesa mm-hmm. then half-life 2 if you haven't played it and the episodes yeah so. man they're great games they are and portal was on the orange box as well. Yes. So what was the orange box? Half-Life 2 with its two episodes, yep. Portal and Team, Team Fortress, Fortress 2. 2. Mm-hmm. It's a killer Solid package. package, man. Yeah. Killer package. Never really got much into Team Fortress 2, but yep. I liked it all right. Not at the time. I can't remember what year it was that the orange box came out, but... I can't either. 2008? <laughs> Mid-2000s, yeah. 2008, I think. Look that up, too. <clears throat> um... Yeah, that's man. I remember the lead up to Half Life One because that was a Sierra. Remember they published Half Life One. Sierra did two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. It's close. Um, I don't know if you remember that. It wasn't developed by Sierra, but right. it was published, published. by Sierra. Mm-hmm. And I used to get the Sierra magazine, like it was basically a catalog of all their upcoming games, and seeing Half Life in there, and then seeing stuff about it on TV and online. Half Life is the first shooter i ever played online against other oh, people nice nice uh, mine was unreal tournament nice which was man that was a fun that was <laughs> a fun game man holy cow that game was great <laughs> crazy that that franchise seems kind of dead at this point huh yeah but they're just busy making <clears throat> um game changing graphics engines oh my god we can talk about that in a second <laughs> uh you had so our buddy rob who we've talked about before 
Yeah, friend of the podcast, Rob. Friend of the podcast, Rob, is playing my game of the year for 2020, Ghost of Tsushima. That's right. And uh, you asked him for his one-sentence review, right? Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. You haven't told me what it is. I spied on him, of course. Like, whenever I log on to my consoles, the first thing I always do is hit the social tab just to see if anybody I know is on and what they're playing. And I saw him playing Ghost of Tsushima, and I was like, yes! I I love that game, too. So I texted him, and I was just like, buddy you're doing it he's like man yeah i love it i've been playing it five minutes i was like all right right. (laughs) i'll get back to you so i waited until like this week and i texted him i was like look man i want to know i just want to know what you think of it one sentence and so his sentence was well he gave me two sentences that game is beautiful in so many ways i knew it was going to be good but i wasn't ready (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i'm so glad he's enjoying it what a phenomenal game you know there's a sequel coming eventually oh yeah and without a doubt it's going to be you know couple two to three years into the playstation 5s so they're really going to have that tech down mm-hmm. i'm telling you now it their world is their oyster like <laughs> fucking pull it off that game is going to be something sucker punch yeah Whoa. do um, it <clears throat> you ready for another little bit of feedback yeah this I'm comes s- from I'm still just envisioning Rob standing outside of a, a fortress, you know, like calling out to uh-huh. the dudes. And get... <laughs> oh, I love when you go up yeah. and you call them out, and then the dudes come out and you get into that like duel. Mm-hmm. I love that and how you can upgrade to where you can kill like five dudes yeah, if you pull it dudes. off. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> this comes from Sith Lord Cookie. Hey, Halls and Steve. Kyler from Florida with a question here. I recently beat Control and was wondering, is there a video game or franchise you have blindly bought not knowing any concept or story behind it and deeply enjoyed? Now I'm just now I'm going to buy Alan Wake Remaster and a couple of other Remedy games because of it. PS love the Halo and Destiny talk. I'm a hardcore veteran of both. Also, do you guys have high hopes for Halo Infinite's campaign? As a Lord nor of both Star Wars and Halo, I hope 343 doesn't mess up the potential of the Zeta Halo location. Sorry for the unintentionally long one. Love the pod. Have have your fun. Your friend, Ky- Florida Kyler. By the way, that's not even that long of an email. Yeah, no, thank you for that. And uh, you probably just heard us talking about Halo last week. So. Yeah. It's really good. Unexpected game surprise. Do you have anything that comes to mind? One thing that comes to mind is a game called Ico, which was on the yes. PlayStation 2. I just kind of thought it looked cool in the store. Because back then, that's, that's kind what of what you had to do. Like, I remember, um, maybe even around the same time, getting Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, the first of the rebooted ones. That was really good. And that being a fucking revelation. Like, what <laughs> a good game. I definitely remember when I bought that because I had just gotten out of the hospital it was my 31st birthday and i was like oh, that sucked i'm gonna buy no, a game to make myself I mean feel better that the one before that the ps2 xbox oh, okay. era prince well, you, the first that one was called sands of time which one am i thinking of it was just called prince of persia the one that was kind of cell shaded yes i guess so yeah that had like the time reversing stuff well it wasn't it was the you like you were always running around with the girl and if you, if you died she did the magic to pull you back Re- yeah 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 that's just called prince of persia okay yes, there that's was the, the time reversing stuff in sands of time as well back in the ps2 era um i don't know other surprise so you games. hadn't played prince of persia previously to that to that i had all? played the old pc that's games, what i mean okay like yeah. the for the side view Right. Sort of puzzle platforming I games. I love those games. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love those. But the addition of the B 
being able to go back in time and adding the combat and like putting it in the 3D world, mm -hmm. that was a real big like holy shit for me at the time. Um, Ragdoll Kung Fu on the PlayStation 3. <laughs> That's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun with that, man. Good That's times. a good one. Um, let me think. You know, he mentioned it, but I'd say Alan Wake was one of those for me. Yeah. Um, I was really into Max Payne, so I was, I was kind of mm -hmm. aware of that studio. Now, I didn't know anything about Alan Wake, of mm -hmm. course. I just bought that because it was a remedy game and it turned out to be super cool mm -hmm. i'm glad that that's available now for playstation people who've never you know owned an xbox i didn't even think about that with the remaster yeah and the way that they're doing like it seems like they're doing their own connected universe with mm -hmm. the remedy games because yeah. like control has some definitely alan wake references and easter eggs in it and shit big so time big i think time. that is really cool i'm trying to think you know i don't even know that i equated Alan Wake and Remedy to Max Payne when mm -hmm. that game came out. I don't really know that I did. Um, yeah, it was a pretty hard turn from... Oh. Well, I say that, but it was narrated kind of the same way. I feel like the same dude did the voice. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, like shit. I, out of this world. I've ta We've talked about that yeah, game. Yeah. That's that was one, one that I just... Like, I rented on a whim... And honestly, probably not didn't even expect it to be that great. And it's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. And if we want to go back even further for me, like the ultimate game for me was Final Fantasy 2. Yeah. Quote 4. Yeah. 4. Quote 2, whatever. Yeah. 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 Because when I was a kid, you know, I, I just looked like a cool box. Just red. Yeah. With the Final Fantasy 2. I was really into like the idea of fantasy. Mm -hmm. Elves and whatnot warriors and and things and that really lived up to expectations in a way that i couldn't have ever imagined we've talked about it yeah we definitely have there you know i've also tried out some real stinker rpgs just because they were an rpg specifically a jrpg and they yeah. haven't turned out that well but when they turn out awesome boy is it an experience yeah you know mm -hmm. boy is it a lot of fun i agree near was a game that I actually jumped into not knowing anything because that was a PlayStation exclusive at first. Yes. And then it came out for the Xbox. Yes. And I remember just being like, hey, I've heard that's a good game. I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. And just being captivated by it. Like oh. I, it, it turned out to be one of my favorite games that year. I'll tell you one I bought solely on recommendation and like internet hype, but I had nothing to, I had no idea anything about it. Persona 4. Mm. Persona 4 Golden. I got one of those PlayStation TV micro consoles that you could play Vita games on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder. Wonder what some. <coughs> excuse me. Wonder what some good games for this console are. And I remember my buddy Randy raving about place, uh, Persona 4. So I picked it up knowing, like, it's a JRPG and that's about it. And just being like, Holy shit, what a game. What a fucking different approach to JRPGs, for me at least. Mm -hmm. um, that was a big one. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, PlayStation Vita, um, what do you think about these rumors that are going around about the PlayStation coming up with their own sort of Game Pass style Oh, yeah. That's our, service. The rumors. I'm, I'm all for it, man. I am too, but I have a couple caveats. Mm-hmm. 
So as the rumor stands, and I may get mixed up on the details, but it seems like there's going to be different tiers. So your base tier will get you, you know, online capabilities, couple free games a month, basically what we get now. Then there'll be a second tier that gets you um, some PlayStation 4 games, some PlayStation 5 games, stuff like that. And then the final tier will basically open up the history of PlayStation. Not every game, obviously, but PlayStation 4, 3, 2, Vita is what they're saying Vita and PSP games. This is the rumors. There's none of this is confirmed. Um, I'm worried that with that ultimate tier, which sounds very appealing to me, that it's all going to be streaming. Like, yeah, it's not... I, I don't want it to be streaming. I, you know, Xbox lets you download the games to your hard drive, it's like owning it. Yes, <clears throat> there's no problems with mm. internet it, once you have it. You know, well, I mean, unless they're. All you need is just a connection. Right. You can have a slow connection. but Yeah, that's what I want, man. Mm -hmm. I agree. You should be able to just download it. But I Um, love the idea, and I'm more than happy to pay, you know, whatever they want, 15 bucks, maybe The price is also a big Mm -hmm. deal for me. It's got to be well-priced. It's got to be download-capable for those older games because there's some stuff on PlayStation 3 and Vita specifically that's kind of locked away on those consoles that... I would love to play, but I don't know that I want to stream. Like, there is um, a series of two JRPGs called the White Knight Chronicles Mm -hmm. that are these weird mix of, like, fantasy plus mech. Like, there's mechs and shit in it. I want to play them so bad, but I don't know that I want to stream them. Yeah. And then on the PSP and the Vita, there's things like uh, Crisis Core, the Final Fantasy VII prequel, which... They seem to be taking a lot of uh, story elements from for the remake. Mm-hmm. So I think it would benefit them to have that game more easily accessible as development and, and the years go on with the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's... Um, Look, man, I'm just over here wanting Def Jam Fight for New York and NBA Street Volume 2. Okay, see, <laughs> there's shit like that too, man. Uh, Metal <coughs> Gear Solid 4. There is no way to play Metal Gear Solid 4 besides on a PlayStation 3 right now. Mm-hmm. That needs to be easier. I heard to... that that one was going, was specifically might be getting a remake. Oh, really? Yeah. That would make sense. Or three. No. Either oh, yeah. three or four. I, I think heard it's Snake three. either. Yeah, yeah I heard yeah. three. Okay, cool. Not not Guns of the Patriots. No. Um, which I've heard is basically a movie. But it was a good movie. <laughs> it's a weird movie. It's a good one, though. <laughs> I liked it. I never played that one. I'm, uh, probably because it's stuck solely on the PlayStation 3. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe with like the PlayStation Now service that they have now, you could stream um, Metal Gear Solid 4. I don't know you if can. it's available. I think you okay. can. But I don't want to do that. I man. know. Mm. And like we've got good internet here yeah, at my house. And anytime I've tried to stream a game, it works okay for certain games. You know, honestly, JRPGs aren't that bad. You know, if especially if it's turn-based. I but wouldn't want to play a Souls game that no, way. No, no. Platformer, no. Mm-mm. Anything anything that re- requires as little delay as possible, not a great choice for right. streaming. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, we got one from somebody you know, and I didn't even tell you. I, I've been keeping this a secret. Oh, my gosh. The This email is from Wednesday, November 24th, almost a month ago. From Alan Light. Oh, fucking Alan. Our buddy Alan. What is up, Alan? He said, Tatsunoko versus Capcom with four exclamation points. 
You mother fathers have got to play this one. I was screaming at my poor car stereo when you said you weren't familiar with it. The controllers in Tatsu Cap, that's what all the cool kids call it, are the best in any fighting game I've played. The game has ultra moves just like Street Fighter 4 and a solid roster from both companies. It's phenomenal. I enjoyed this episode of High Potion. Y'all keep up the good work, work, buddy. Seriously, Alan. P.S. I really like King of Fighters. King of Fighters is equally as good as Street Fighter, in my opinion. Best iterations are King of Fighters 2003 and King of Fighters 11 and 13. P.P.S. Diamond Gems in the Galleria had Street Fighter 1. Glad oh. I got to play it, but do not want to play it again. Ha. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, man. Alan Rules is a great bass player. <laughs> Check out his band Ember, E-M-B-R. I believe they're on most Yeah, I bought their sites. album on fucking iTunes when they put it out. Yeah. Um, great. Um, I, where, where can you play... Tatsu versus SNK. Okay, so, so I think this is a neat little transition that kind of happened just naturally. Didn't plan it to happen this way, but I think that's a game that's solely stuck on the Wii. Well, yeah, I'm not playing it. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, buddy, like, okay, so this would be, I would either have to go get a Wii, and then I would have to get component cables for the Wii, and then hook the component cables up to my fancy converter box that converts component or AV to HDMI, my upscaler, mm-hmm. and then hook that up to the TV. Or I'd have to go buy a Wii U, because I think Wii U is backwards compatible with Wii. Hook that up to my TV and then play Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Look, one day I would love to have just any console at my beck and call to play for things like that, but I ain't in the position to do that right now, mainly from a space standpoint. Right. So Is it you know, on PC? Mm-mm. It's not on PC? I think it was only on Wii. That's why I never got to play it. Wild. Maybe I'm wrong and Alan will send in a, an email for the next episode where he's like, <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. How dare you I was fucking, screaming at my stereo. How dare you besperch the name of Tatsu Cap. <laughs> um, I plan on getting the new King of Fighters though. I do too. It, I think it comes out in February. Is that going to be cross compatible? I have no idea. But if it is, he can come get some. Oh, the gauntlet's been thrown. You've seen them hands in action fucking tickling the fretboard, Alan. How do you feel about that? Just imagine them fingers wrapped around a dual sense. Yeah, don't fucking come, don't come at me in a 2D fighter. You don't want that smoke. I know for a fact. Unless there's crazy-ass stuff like Roman cancels and whatnot, like the, the Arxis stuff. You that- know those memes where it's like all the math equations <laughs> fo- uh, coming, like, uh, like going towards the person's face, right? That's how I feel playing some of those more complicated. <laughs> I watched. Games. I watched some people on Twitch that, that are super good at these games, and it's like almost demoralizing to uh-huh. just watch these dudes whip out these insane You're combos. Seeing with shit such... you've never seen. They're doing combos the same way every time, and like landing every hit. You know what I mean? Like they're just tap 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 tap. You hear the buttons tapping, and they're talking to their subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice outside. 30 hit combo you know what I mean? uh, dude uh, seeing shit you didn't even realize the game engine could pull off right and you're Can- like oh. canceling their own combo into another special move into another combo kind of shit it's pretty crazy it's wacky business yeah um did you check out any of the game award stuff um i kind of i scrolled through some of the trailers mm-hmm. afterwards i had to work so i'm not interested in watching the actual game awards shows mm-hmm. you know 
I don't know how I feel about that. I've brought it up before. I don't know how I feel about Jeff Keeley. He Some seems of, okay to me. Oh no, man! I just but, I just feel like there's a darkness under that fucking corporate facade. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so one thing I thought was kind of interesting is Gun Entertainment. Is that the name? Uh, uh, the people that made Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, they announced a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. <laughs> Hopefully they don't get sued halfway through the. Well, they never got sued, or just a cease and desist kind no, of deal. No, it wasn't that. They never got in legal trouble whatsoever. What happened was they made the game, they had full rights, and then there was a legal battle between the original writer of Friday the Thirteenth and the director of Friday the Thirteenth, Sean Cunningham, over who oh. had rights to the name and the characters. So because that so legal battle damage, yes, gotcha. they, they didn't get sued at all. And, and then they were like, we literally, we want to make more updates and add more things to the game. But because of this legal battle going on between these dudes, we're, we're not allowed to until the rights issues are straightened out. And I think that case is still going on. Yeah. Jeez. So I, you know, I played some of Friday the 13th and found it fun. It's no dead by daylight. Right. But I see the, potential there Mm -hmm. so i'm glad to see them taking another swing at that type of game because that could be fun that could be fun if they take that that route of more survivors versus the one killer like they did in friday the 13th and the different objectives and stuff i could see dragon ball z game we're talking about seems like that could be kind of neat (laughs) yeah i want to check that out i hope they do a beta for that that i can mess around with maybe you can punch people in the crotch or whatever like in the show. That show is dirty. <laughs> Dragon Ball is dirty to start off with. My buddy Mike Pappas is going to hear this. I'm going to get a text that he's just going to say, you, how dare you talk about Goku that way? <laughs> Son Goku. It's pretty good, though. That shit calms down. The weird shit calms down pretty, not pretty quickly, but eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's a solid little fucking vintage anime cartoon buddy i've been enjoying it good um what else so there was an elden ring trailer that was kind of just a cinematic but yeah it was cool mm-hmm. i think one of the coolest things to come out of it was the matrix awakens the new unreal engine 5 uh demo thing that they put out which i messed around briefly with last night bananas yeah goodness gracious like you know they were they were doing a thing where it would be Film footage mm-hmm. of like Keanu Reeves, like and then it would talking, transfer, and then it would kind of transition over into the graphics version. And I mean, I'd say it's like ninety eight percent. It's you can it's still pretty, tell. You can still tell, but barely. it is barely. It's barely, and it's like all. It's like in the weird. It's in the lips and the teeth movements. Right. I feel like, and this, but this is also early. Yeah. <laughs> So, if it's like that close already, did you get to the shooting part? Yeah, I got. That's where I stopped. Was okay, I did a little bit of the shooting stuff. So the shooting stuff after that, then it opens up to just sort of a sandbox open world city where you can walk around and drive cars. There's no, that's it, and you can explore this whole city. You can't like super jump or something. Beautiful fucking detail. Like I cannot wait to get my hands on some of these Unreal and Five Engine games or whatever. Me that too, is going to be a game changer. It's a game changer for real. The the graphics are about to take a big jump. Uh, S- S- Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice yeah. 2 
that trailer i did watch that one looks amazing that's gonna be the first i want to say is is it a triple a title pause because there's their first party studio i think so i would not consider the original hellblade a triple a title but i think the second one's probably going to be they got that microsoft bucks going man i wasn't sure if i could call it a triple a i think so okay it looks incredible yeah like the trailer was gameplay Mm-hmm. And it's using the Unreal Engine, that, that 5 engine. It's going to be one of the first ones to use that. And, oh, my God. <laughs> just, yeah, if any of our listeners it. haven't played the first one, you should download it on Game Pass and play it because it is an incredible little experience. It's it not is. long. And it takes, like, an interesting approach to, like, mental illness right. and shit in it's a video game. really good to play with headphones. Mm-hmm. It's it's I strongly recommend headphones for it's that creepy. game. It's creepy. Like, it's... Uh, it's one that really is a lot better with it. If you can't do it with headphones, maybe wait until you can. Yeah. You know, even it's that important to, to this. Story, I, think I think so. I think so for sure. Um, and then there was uh, Star Wars Eclipse. <laughs> what else was there? Star Wars Eclipse. <laughs> Boy. <sighs> Fucking David Cage, man. What a guy. What an asshole. Yeah. I don't get down with that shit, man. I can't have anything nice, Steve. No. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. I just kind of wish Disney had maybe vetted that a little better. I don't know. I. At some point, it's going to become questionable whether they did and just didn't care yeah which is fucked up i think which i think is real fucked up yep star wars is for everyone what's fucked up is that was one of the biggest reveals maybe even the biggest reveal i think my probably was and like just to give the star wars ip to that asshole and like (laughs) i know you know a studio is made up of far more people than just the head of the studio but when the head of the studio is that fucking awful like it's a pretty shitty situation to be in yeah and like i don't know man it's awful and let me ask you something i've been i i want to specify right that this is not i don't i'm not saying this is the solution but i was wondering i just want to talk to somebody about this All right, so I totally understand not supporting that game, not giving that studio the money. I think that is a completely valid, great response to what's going on, Mm -hmm. uh, unless he's somehow taken out of the equation. The thing that sucks is I don't know that that's even possible because I think he's the owner of the studio. He's the head of the studio. I think he started the studio. I don't know what position they would be in to oust him right but if you were someone who really wanted to play that game and you bought it used from GameStop this is assuming that GameStop is a even a thing in three or four years whenever this fucking game comes out yeah is that a solution or does that still I I'm not saying that I want to make it clear that I'm not justifying that as a response to this I just as this week's gone on and I've thought about things like, cause if you buy it used, not just from GameStop, from Amazon or cause or eBay or whatever, 
third you, best part best way to do it would be to like buy it off of a marketplace like online well that would like, like that. if you were doing um uh it on pc and you bought a pc key mm-hmm. or a download code for pc you know a lot of times what that is is people that get review codes and then sell the review code because they don't t- intend to play and review the game so you know they're I, or pirate it look I think that's maybe the ultimate way to do it. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what this, I mean, obviously the real important solution to figure out is fixing the problems with the video game industry. Industry as a whole. Industry just, as a whole, I think, needs, right? Yeah. That's the needs. real thing we need to find a solution for. Not backdoor ways around getting around, not giving the studio money so you can play the game. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's just one of those things that I've been been thinking about it a lot this week. So It's just, in my mind, it's just such a shame that it should be like that, you know? Yeah. It's a... Why can't people just be decent human beings? I don't think it's that much to ask for. No, and he's DM, DMing people on Twitter now and shit. It's turning into a thing. It might actually get so bad that... Because, listen, games get canceled all the time. I remember being in, so hyped for a little game called Star Wars 1313 that never saw the light of day. So there, that's also not impossible for this game to just get straight up canceled yep we'll yep. see we'll see how it goes maybe what they do work on will be used in the next fallen <laughs> fallen order game just like the the oh, that sequence we saw from 1313 was, it was kind in, of in the opening in the, very yeah. similar right mm-hmm. man I, when fallen order 2 gets announced that's a game i'll be excited for yeah at some point i need to go back and play now that it's been like um souped up for the next gen consoles yeah played in 60 frames um just ignore that impossible frog asshole towards the beginning and come back to fight him later there's that one guy oh yeah the he's got a name boga maybe something yeah Yeah. you don't have to fight him you know what he's like um i got a confession to make i didn't want to tell you because i didn't want you to get too excited in case i fell off but i've been playing some games right i've been playing halo been playing final fantasy 10 which is fucking amazing you guys should play it if you haven't but i've also been putting in a little time in the dark souls 3 what yep i've been playing some dark souls 3 and you mentioning that impossible frog guy reminds me of the giant crystal lizard <laughs> yeah not far after you He's spawn in, the in tutorial area <laughs> yeah and i beat his ass finally yeah. but it took a little while it's that's good it'll teach you roll get behind roll. yep <laughs> get behind. so um i didn't want to bring it up in case i didn't get crazy far to it didn't want to get you too excited but i had to bring it up when you brought up the That's frog cool. guy. I've, I've been feeling uh, a dark souls 3 it's because of coming. all the elden ring yeah, hype is. that got me wanting to play one so i'm still also trying to finish the sec sekiro gauntlets and those are proving pretty tough task yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we got a voice, not voicemail, an email from the Geek Dudes, Chris Fresh. Oh, yeah, Chris Fresh, my homeboy. He says, Dear High Potion Podcast, if that is your real name, why is the U- why is the USA Super Nintendo so nasty? That console is super ugly and the purple sucks. Also, the name Genesis is Balls. I'm sorry, the 16-bit generation was so rough over there. 
Lots of love, fresh XO. That's really funny. I totally agree with him on the aesthetic of the Super Nintendo. Like, for such an iconic system, like, it sure does kind of look like shit. <laughs> but the, the everywhere else got one that looks so nice. It's yeah. sleek. It doesn't have those ugly, like, slider buttons. It's got actual, like, buttons that look like little pieces of candy. Yep. Now, the I cartridges will... look cooler. Like it's. I'll stand behind the controller. I love the Super Nintendo controller. The controller is great. The yeah. controller is the same is here great. as it is over there, but theirs looks better. Yeah. Because instead of just being gray and purple, it's got multiple colors. It yeah. just looks it nice. Looks so I would love to have a Japanese Super Famicom just for the collection. Yeah. Because it's not like, you know, I'm almost a thousand days into a Duolingo streak of Japanese lessons. Nice. I don't think I'm ever going to have a grasp on the language enough to play untranslated Super Famicom games. I'd love to, but man, do I think the Super Famicom and every other version of the Super Nintendo, but the one we got looks uh, real fucking slick. Yeah. I'll say this. I think the reason why is because I think it's still continued fallout from that whole video game crash thing you know there was the video game crash post atari 2600 that era Mm -hmm. and then video games came back in a big way with the release of the nes but they redesigned the nes to look less like a toy they wanted to be that's why it's called the nintendo entertainment Entertainment system right they wanted to, to seem like not just a video game. They had to repackage it, redesign it to seem more appealing over here. Um, and I think that sort of design aesthetic and thought continued over to the next system. I could totally see that. And I, I dispute his, um, his assertion of the name Genesis being balls. I kind of like the Genesis. I like the name Genesis. All right. Mega drive is also a cool name. Okay. Mega drive is cool too. I'm not saying that's not cool. That I might feel even like be cooler than Genesis, but I think Genesis is okay. I think they're pretty equal footing as far as name. Yeah, you know? I like I like Genesis better than the Sega Master System. Yeah, I don't know. Sega Master System is interesting because it's a game I've literally never, or a system I've never touched. I've maybe touched it once or twice. My cousin in Jersey had one, and so when I would visit, we would dick around on it yeah. some, but. Um, you know, yeah. technically wise, more powerful and yeah. more capable than the NES. Right. They had some good games on and it. And you know. took off in other territories besides the U.S. in a big way. Mm-hmm. Just not here, buddy. Mm-mm. For some reason, we were like, no thanks, Nintendo. Yep. And then the <laughs> Genesis, though, fought back. I feel like the market share was a little better for, uh, for Genesis, the Sega Genesis. It started off stronger, but then Super Nintendo came back mm-hmm. for sure. Um, have you... You probably haven't. Have you watched any of the Xbox Power On documentary? I haven't. So good. I watched cool. all six episodes. They're all available on YouTube on the Xbox YouTube channel. Buddy, they don't sugarcoat a lot of the fucking missteps. Yeah, they like, shouldn't. They get into the how where they fucked up with the Xbox yeah. One. They get into, you know, fucking up with uh owning Lionhead, the studio that made Fable. Fable, yep. Yeah. I saw Cliffy B tweet about it. He said he really enjoyed it. He said it could have used more Gears of War. Of course he <laughs> He did. was jo- He was yeah, joking. But to be honest, like Gears of War is a pretty big deal for the Xbox. The 360 really sold that system Gears early. of War is why I bought a 360. Yeah, I mean, I did it, it, 
I loved that game. Dude. Like, Gears I would not be a Halo fan if it wasn't for Gears of War. I got a 360 because I played Gears of War on with Will on his 360, and I was like, this game is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, this controller is awesome. And then it just so happens that Halo came out, and I gave it a shot, I, n- having never really played one. Halo 3? Yes. Yep. Yeah, because I, I had had the original Xbox, so I was familiar with Halo and Halo 2, but um, the Gears of War on with the nice transition to HD gaming mm-hmm. too. Oh God, such good memories. I still can pretty much envision the beginning level of that game just from front to back. You without... know, what's crazy to think about is that the original three sixties didn't have HDMI ports. Yeah. They were still like this weird component. You had to, you had to hit the flip that yep. was like HD mm-hmm. or whatever. You had to plug the two extra things in yep. for the component cables. Yep. And then, further revisions would add them yeah i got the um, the one i got later the halo one mm-hmm. which was one of my most prized possessions that halo reach console <laughs> yeah by the time i finally got a 360 it had an hdmi port but they didn't come out with them originally which was crazy to think about no mine was the halo 3 one wasn't it yours no, was the reach console mine was the three the the green That's one. right yours That's right. was mine was the reach one then it might have even been a halo 4 console that you got buddy let's look it up maybe let's go to the tape i feel like it was a reach one i'm almost positive it was a reach one maybe because you know i got i remember going all of us going to gamestop together and you know i got the big legendary um collection of that that had all the giant statue with it oh my god i was so jealous of that thing xbox oh geez yep that's the one i had is it reach it was it's reach let me see it. Let me see. I'm trying to pull up an image. Oh, well, it's going to take me to eBay, but... This isn't the one you had? No, that's okay. not the one I had. Then you definitely yeah, had it's, the reach it's, one. it's that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I actually think that one looks a little nice. This I do Halo too. 4 one, too it's busy. It's loud. It's, yeah, you're, that one's loud. This one's classic. It says reach on it. It made yep. the overshield sound when yep. you turned it on, which now, to me was made it work fit. <laughs> I think that is a beautiful special edition console. Do me a favor, uh-huh. though. Look up. This is I. I'm biased, but I feel like this is the best special edition console ever made. Look up the Star Wars Xbox 360 special edition console. Alrighty, let's see. Star. You could probably just put in Star Wars Xbox 360 console. It is gorgeous. It looks like R2D2 colors. Yes, maybe with a C3PO Yo, controller. controller. Yep. And when. The best looking console it looks, ever. It, it's it's clean, dude. And by the way, when you turn it on, it makes R two D two noises. Oh, nice, dude. That's that's sick. I really liked that that era of um con- the whatever you want to call them specific consoles. Yeah, because you know PlayStation got PlayStation four got two different Star Wars consoles. One for the regular, and then one for the Pro. And both of them, I kind of feel like they were just like. Eh, slap a graphic on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Microsoft did a little more work. I think that uh, Halo Infinite Xbox Series oh, X yeah. is slick looking. It looks really nice. I saw somebody buying it at Target the other day. I was like, nice, dude. Lucky. You saw one in person? I saw one in person, yeah. Somehow the dude in front of me just happened to get one. I was like, I, I mean, I, I don't know how he, he managed to finagle it, but... He was checking out when I got there. Man. I was like, nice job, dude. Good for that, dude. Yeah. You could tell he was stoked. <laughs> I bet. He was smiling. 
right. Uh, you want to hear from Neil? We let's, got a voicemail. Yeah, let's hear from Neil. What's up, Neil? What's up, Paz and Steve? It's Neil from Chicago, uh, leaving you a quick voicemail for uh, your next uh, high potion uh, mailbag call, so to speak. Um, so, you know, one of the things that buying a new Xbox Series S has done is made replaying older games obviously a lot easier but also a lot quicker and more forgiving on how much time I have available. So my question to you is, are there any games that you have revisited that you gave up on before due to load times? Uh, This actually just happened to me. I beat uh, at least the story part of Outriders on Xbox Game Pass. I actually own the game on PS4, and that's a a PS4 Slim, Um, but it would take two to three minutes to load every single area, and it just became a bother. If I died or if I was transferring areas, it was just loading, loading, loading all the time, and I just... It just felt really disrespectful to myself and my time waiting all that, and I just kind of gave up on it. Um, I just literally beat the story portion after about two weeks of solid playtime on Xbox, and I just kept going back to it. Like, the core game is fantastic, but the load times killed it for me on PS4. So I'm just wondering if you had any similar experiences or something uh, in this vein that's happened since you got either the PS5 or the Series S or X. Uh, anyway, the, still loving the podcast. Uh, definitely one of the ones I look forward to every week, and hope you guys are doing well. All right. Have a great week. Cool. Thanks, dude. Neil's awesome with the engagement. Um, I can't remember. So I, I can't remember ever quitting one because of load times. I don't know if there was load times. I think Ghost of Tsushima had those long load times. I'm kidding. Was no. like... <laughs> I was about to say, bro, that, that's the first thing we were talking yeah, about. They, is how damn near pioneered. instant it was. Yeah, it was instant. But um, I, I don't know. I do remember Outriders having ludicrously long load times when we played the beta. beta. Whatever, yeah. I remember that being, I, I just remember being like, this is ridiculous. So, But I can't think of anything else that really was like, I mean, there were other games, of course, that weren't necessarily optimized for loading times. But I feel like if I liked a game enough, kind of I would kind of push it. through. Now, there's a story about Bloodborne, about how for the first month or so of that game, the load yeah, times were me horrible. And I can't imagine playing a game like a From game where you have to wait that long in between <laughs> deaths, right? Yeah. So that's almost one of the reasons I'm happy Elden Ring got delayed a little bit. Just that a month would have done the same thing for Bloodborne, so... Hopefully that, yeah. You know, out. I can't. I've definitely had to put up with some long load times, but I feel like even now, like just a little over a year having the new consoles, like load times just seem like a distant <laughs> yeah. memory almost I because crazy. I haven't had to deal with them in so long. <laughs> that was wild for me. The Demon Souls remake, because even with decent load times, okay, like Dark Souls three or Sekiro, like your load times were still you know 10 seconds maybe 10 12 15 seconds after death ish mm. something like that now it's like three yeah maybe you know and 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 when i saw demon souls like it's almost instant yeah it's like you die and you're just almost you're back and it's like you know that's that's kind of keeps you immersed it yeah makes sense you now, know i do remember 
Skyrim on the 360 mm-hmm. when it first came out, having some pretty brutal load times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's back in the day when they would put, like, something on screen you could fiddle with during a load time. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, it put, like, a model of, like, this is a elf, and you could rotate it and check out all the detail. Like... Man, there's some load screen artists that are going to be like, <laughs> they're like, oh shit, can we bring back load times? Yeah, no shit. We got to, we were able to get art- artistic. Yeah, look, all the, all the Bethesda games, like, I almost had to roll my eyes when I would go into a building and it would stop to load because I'd know I'd have to, it wouldn't take long to load in the building. But then, but when textures. I left, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, and I had to reload the outside, then you'd have to wait for like 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah, but it's, for the most part, if, if it's a game I like, I'm mostly willing to push through, yeah. you know? But I agree with him that that Outriders one is, is excessive, and I wouldn't have wanted to wait three minutes. Or yeah, more. we played the beta and had these ambitions of like, oh, yeah, maybe shit, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to get into it. And guess what I haven't touched since? It didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't happen. Yeah. You know what we have to do, though? We have to do it because it'll make a friend of ours very happy. Because it's that? on Game Pass now. Alien Fire Team. Oh, okay. We can do that for Nick. Yeah. Just surprise download it and text him and be like, hey, we downloaded Alien. Like, he'll come in his pants. <laughs> I'd do it. It would be really funny. One Just... night, late at night. I can't even remember what we were playing. It was pre-Halo. Uh, I was. It was just me and Nick in a group, uh, in like the party chat after everybody had gone. And he was like, really want you guys to get Alien Fire Team. Whenever it's on sale. <laughs> let it go on sale or maybe get put on game pass but i really want you guys to get it and i was like yeah we'll definitely check it out you know the initial reviews and stuff didn't leave me like needing to get it immediately right, of course and then he was like you know you know how you are with star wars that's how i am with alien and i was like i get it buddy we'll definitely do it he's like okay you just promise me okay i played final fantasy 14 with you and i was like Ooh. oh he loved that don't oh i know don't. I know. Don't get it twisted. He loved being the aggrieved healer. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if I were to win the lottery, all my homies getting paid time off to play Final Fantasy 14 with me. <laughs> you just pay us to play FF14. We'll just be professional um, NPCs for uh, your party. <laughs> come on, guys. It's going to be fun. We'll do whatever you want, Hawes. We'll talk in character and shit. And then, and then be, <laughs> we'll go on a role play server. That would be sweet. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet. And then like a piece of gear drops. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. You sure you want to need that gear? Oh, weird. My PayPal's not working. <laughs> I would never do that. I mean, I would pay you guys to take time off of work to play Final Fantasy. But I wouldn't be hilarious. a dick about it. All right. Do you, let's hear from first time voicemail sender to the podcast but you've heard him a ton if you've listened to blue harvest and that is our buddy the king oh. of all toms king tom king tom tom chansky <laughs> hey there haas and steve i uh gotta say i love the podcast and i've been meaning to send voicemails to you guys for a while but it's the first time i'm actually you know doing it uh, so because of that, this voicemail is covering two topics. Um, first of all, a few weeks ago, back in your Villains episode, um, you mentioned you guys mentioned Skyrim. And yeah, it's one of those things that the more I play it, the less I play the main two storylines. Having said that, um, the Civil War storyline, I got to ask, what side do you choose? 
do you choose the the Empire or the Stormcloaks? Because the first time I played, you know, being a big Star Wars fan, I'm like, yeah, there's a rebellion against an Empire, and the the rebels are being religiously persecuted and this and that. But then when I, you know, started playing the game uh, and learning about the story, and it turns out that, you know, what's his name? Ulfric Stormcloak, he kind of started the rebellion, and it's all about him, and he's a racist, and his people are racist. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll... The Empire's not right, but maybe I should side with them. So I'm just curious as to whether you guys had a side in that. Um, the other thing, and this goes back even further, um, I think it was during the Sega episode, you guys mentioned renting video games. And that I think that was a huge part of like growing up in the 80s and 90s. You know, cause I would, my video games weren't my father's, and I would see him every other weekend. And highlight of the weekend was always going to a video store, getting a game... You know, you didn't know if it would have a, a manual, if it would have a copy of a manual, or if you would just have to figure out how to play it yourself. And um, I was wondering if you had any, like, favorite games that you played only when you rented them, or least favorite games. Uh, I remember one of mine was, and I think I talked with you about this a while back, Claus, I think it was called Metal Storm. It was about a robot, and you could, the robot was magnetic, and you could, like, go upside down and cling to the top of the screen, and it was it was a Nintendo game, but it was really cool. Um, least favorite, though, one day my younger brother rented Mick Kids, and, you know, I would have to let him play it. And not only was it a frustrating game to play, uh, but it was like the reverse Grand Theft Auto, where it was frustrating to watch someone else play. Uh, <laughs> but I wonder if you guys had any, uh, you know, video game rental stories like that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the awesome podcast. I will talk to you guys later. So, I forgot how interesting that Stormcloak versus the Empire storyline is in Skyrim. Pretty well done. Mm -hmm. Pretty well done. I I also kind of followed King Tom's path on that where I was like, yeah, I'm part of the rebellion, motherfucker. (laughs) And then you find out they're not great. Um, Interesting little twist on that idea of of a story. Mm -hmm. Um. You know what storyline I really enjoyed? It wasn't even in Skyrim. It was in uh, Oblivion. And I think it was called The Knights of the Nine or something like that. It was one of the first big expansions that they did. And it was like this whole holy paladin storyline and shit. It was really cool. Really, really cool. Um. I can't even remember how the Skyrim story goes. That's yeah, how little of the Skyrim. When I played Skyrim, I went all in and and played it for 100 hours or yeah. whatever, but I ne- I've never gone back to it since then, which is kind of a shame because it's a really so, great game. I do I, remember selecting the Empire. I notice. I know this about our buddy King Tom. He loves Skyrim, mm-hmm. right? It's a fantastic game. It is a fantastic game, but he does he like he does the different mods for it and mm-hmm. plays the different fan created stuff. I just looked real quick on his profile and his Steam profile to see how many how many hours he's put into Skyrim. Eleven hundred and eighty one hours. It's a respectable amount. That is, I tip my hat. Stroke my beard and bow to you, King Tom. That is why you are King Tom. Holy mm. shit. A uh, thousand one hundred and eighty one hours. <laughs> of course, that could not be necessarily accurate. It could be two thousand. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um I, I've put a I've put that amount of hours into games before. I know I put that much into Destiny back in the day. 
probably. I mean, and, I uh, probably definitely put that much in EverQuest. Yeah. Into Slay the Spire, I've probably done over a thousand hours of. World of Warcraft, I probably did. I don't know about. Mm, I don't know about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. You like even if you combined all the different times I've played it, I don't know. World of Warcraft, I definitely put definitely. a lot of time into. Do you remember when they added the command you could put in in World yes. of Warcraft time played? <laughs> yep. Do you remember your feelings the first time you put that in and saw and the, it? Uh, you kind of had to do the math in your head. You're like, like, how many hours is that? Because it would give it to days. you in days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait a second. Wait, wait. Doing the carry the two. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, brutal, man. Yeah, but it would make sense because so much of that shit was a grind. Uh. What about you, uh, game renting memories? Absolutely, you... like uh, Contra, the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. I remember uh, my mom coming home from work on a Friday um, with a bag of Taco Bell. Burrito Supreme, Soft Taco Supreme. <laughs> and um, a couple of games that she just picked out, and that being one of them. And I had, she was like, you know, your friend best friend can come spend the night and we beat the game that Jackpot, night you know baby buddy so it was one of those games where it was like beat it didn't have to buy it and we would run it again later to beat it but yeah the first time i ever played golden axe mm-hmm. on the sega genesis was almost a very similar situation there was no taco bell as far as i remember <laughs> but like i had a friend coming over to stay the weekend and my mom was like, I'm not taking you guys to the video store because this shit will take forever. I'll go get something. And I just remember being like, please get a two-player game. Just get a two-player game. That's all I asked for right. the Sega. And she came back with Golden Axe, and I was like... Home run. I never played it. Never played it in arcade. And popped that thing in, and I was like, my mom's a goddamn genius. Yeah, she nailed She's it. She's the smartest lady that's ever lived. <laughs> Oh my God! How did she know? Yeah, how did she pick out something so perfect? It's like, how did my mom know to get Contra the Alien War? She must have heard Contra before. Before, yeah, it's a it's, big name. But. My parents would do that kind of mental connection. Like if they, like they knew I liked Mario, so Mario, like they were like Doctor Mario. Mm. You might like Doctor mm-hmm. Mario. Mm-hmm. They were right. Yep, they were right. <laughs> Doctor uh, Mario was awesome. I remember a big disappointment for me was I was staying the night over at a friend's house. And he had rented the Super Nintendo Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game, which was a scr- side-scrolling beat-em-up, which was, by this point, a genre that I loved. <laughs> and I was like, Power Rangers plus beat-em-up, and it's bad. It's real bad. So that was a big rental disappointment mm. from my me- memory. Yeah, I don't really have like a rental disappointment in my memory that I can think of. It happened all the time, though. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll say Bubble Bobble, and that might be, like, blasphemy. I know people probably love that that game, but for me, I got bored with it within, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, not my favorite either, Bubble Bobble. Yeah, I, it, I, I tended to try to go for games with a little more... You know, a puzzle game is never going to be my first go-to. Right. There are puzzle games I love. Tetris, Dr. Mario, like we talked about. Puyo Puyo, I like mm-hmm. Puzzle Fighter. Oh, I was just about to say Super Puzzle Fighter 
baby. Oh, oh I, I love, love that, that game. Ooh. That's a good one. I'm filling the tingle. Those are good games. But I'm never going to be the guy that's like, I got to try out every puzzle game because I'm kind of a dummy. <laughs> so, uh, guys, thanks for all your feedback. Congratulations again to Nathan yeah. on winning the gift nice, card. Nice, we'll, buddy. We'll, I'm going to send you a message as soon as we're done recording here. Yep. And- we're going to hook you up with that. And, hey, if you want a chance to win, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you want to send in a voicemail or an email to be featured on the next one of these episodes, or do we do highpotionpod at gmail.com. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. Happy New Year. I don't know when this is coming out. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. See you soon. Yeah. And hey, thanks, King Tom. Uh, it's really good to hear from you. Fuck yeah, King buddy. King Tom appearance on the podcast. We're, we're starting to make some strides here. Yeah. Hey. That's a big step. (laughs) So we'll see you guys next week. Take care.